Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday and this is the fourth week of the Easter season. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen indeed. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for the joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Hebrews chapter 1, beginning this morning at verse 5. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his servants flames of fire. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness, therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond all of your companions. And in the beginning, Lord, you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like clothing, like a cloak. You will roll them up, and like clothing they will be changed. But you are the same, for your years will never end. And to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not the angels spirits in the divine service, sent to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? For modern, secular people like us, the question, Do you believe in God? means something quite different than it would for someone in the Bible. For my whole life, questions about beliefs, do you believe in God, do you believe in Jesus, do you believe in angels, and so on and so on, are all questions that wonder if we're the type of person who thinks that those types of beings actually exist. But in the Bible, questions of belief are primarily questions of trust, of faith, and closely related to that, questions of love and loyalty. In Scripture, the existence of angels is taken as a given. So yes, in that sense, we believe in angels. But there are some who even go beyond that and put their trust and their faith in the working and blessings of these spiritual beings. They trust in the working of angels more than they do in God. In fact, you will find some who, in that uh, secular sense of belief, will believe in angels but may not even believe in God. 
We are reminded, however, that God is the one who commands God's people to love and serve God only, and that angels, who are creatures as we too are creatures, created beings, created by God, are sent to serve God's purpose. The Bible teaches us to believe, trust, and love God above all things, and the writer to the Hebrews shows us through seven quotations from the Bible, mainly taken from the Psalms, that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the King, that Jesus is the heir of the kingdom and the Son of God. And therefore, by virtue of his death and resurrection and ascension, is now therefore over all powers and over all other spiritual beings and authorities in heaven and on earth. What's more, the gift of God's grace has united us not with angels, but with God the Father through the Son in the Holy Spirit. Angels are God's messengers, and they also worship and serve the Lord, and the Lord has given them to serve and to minister to us as well, as we see those creatures doing in many and various ways throughout the Bible. These are not comparable, though, in any way to the Son, the one who fulfilled all of God's promises, the one that God has seated on the throne to rule and over and judge the whole creation. This same Son has taken away our sin and has made us part of God's household. The Son is one with the Father. All the angels are subject to him. And contrary to some popular characterizations, when we human beings die, we do not become angels, nor is our hope to be like the angels. Our hope is to be like Christ in his resurrection, transformed from glory into glory, or as St. Paul would put it, uh, taking off these perishable bodies and putting on imperishable bodies, but still wholly and completely human. Eternal life in Christ is not a matter of no longer being human, but actually of becoming fully human again, created in God's image, reflecting God's glory as human beings were meant to. So as the Creed says, our trust, our confidence, our faith, and our hope, and our love are in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But we pray at night that our loving Heavenly Father would, by his grace and mercy, send his holy angels to watch over us, to keep us, so that the wicked foe would have no power over us. And so we rejoice First, that Christ is far superior to angels, that Jesus Christ is Lord. But we give thanks to God for his grace and mercy that has given even his angels to care to watch over us. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior born in the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. 
Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially the people, the ministers, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, and for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, we think especially of people in Ukraine and those in the neighboring countries that are affected by this conflict in so many and various ways. We pray for all who are at work to bring about peace, to restore international harmony, and for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.